What's up, everybody? It's your boys, RB and Dom, back here with another episode of Top of the List. Uh, this week, we're going to be reviewing uh, Kenneth Branagh's new film, uh, Death on the Nile, a sequel to uh, the 2017 film uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Uh, so we'll probably be chatting a lot about both films. Uh, so just a, a precursor I want to give, because these are big mystery films there are going to be all sorts of spoilers in this episode so if you have not seen these films do not watch this episode because we're going to be giving away everything and that kind of ruins it if you haven't seen this film yeah absolutely uh we're going to be talking spoilers the whole episode um i was thinking maybe we would preface our review of death on the nile with just quickly giving our thoughts on uh and our quick uh, scores on uh, Murder on the Orient Express. So you want to start us off, RB? Yeah, I can do that, definitely. Um, Murder on the Orient Express, uh, starring Kenneth Branagh, uh, of course, as Hercule Poirot. Hopefully I'm not butchering that too badly. <laughs> you know, a, a really all-star cast. You know, Tom Bateman, Penelope Cruz, Willem Dafoe, Judy Dench, Johnny Depp, Josh Gad, the list goes on and on. Leslie Odom Jr., uh, a really incredible cast. Michelle Pfeiffer as well. Um, I love this film. I went and saw it in theaters. I was still in college at the time. Didn't know much about the Agatha Christie mysteries or Hercule Poirot and Poirot. And uh, <laughs> I love this. I'm going to say nine out of 10. This was an amazing film. Um, having known nothing about the film and going into it and seeing sort of how the mysteries untwist and how, you know, our main character Poirot, his, his mind sort of works, I thought was really excellently done in cinema as I'm sure Agatha Christie did on the page, how Kenneth Branagh and team put it uh, on the big screen, I thought was excellently done. So nine out of 10, the original film for me, primarily because a lot of these films, these mystery, you know, whodunit films, so to speak, murder mysteries, you know, it's, you can throw a dart and it can be anyone. And I love in this one, that is not the case. This is something completely different in the end. Um, you know, we said we'd be doing spoilers. So just the way this ends that, you know, every single person on the train has a hand in the murder, I thought was just incredible. And of course, that's coming from the author, Agatha Christie, when she wrote this. Um, just bravo to everyone and how it was played out on cinema as well. Yeah, I, I don't think I uh, would have seen it coming either. Um, I, I don't, I've never seen the older version of the Murder on the Orient Express, but when I watched this new one with Kenneth Branagh, um, I was surprised by the end and I really enjoyed the entire film, just like URB. Um, I think I enjoyed it just a little bit less than you did. It wasn't really anything amazing in my book. I thought it was definitely a good film though. So I probably give it seven and a half. Um, I really did enjoy it a lot though. It was a definitely better than good film for sure. All right. All right. Well, I think in, in the first film, just the, I think there were two standout performances that carry over into the next film. Yeah. Kenneth Branagh, who, who plays Poirot, and then uh, Tom Bateman, who plays his, his friend uh, Bulk. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I think that's his name. Book. Yeah. Uh, Book. Thank you. <laughs> yes. yes. Book. Yep. Um, yeah, I think they give two excellent, excellent portrayals of the characters um, and was really excited to see them back uh, here yeah. in 2022 for Death on the Nile. I mean, everyone in, in the in the first and the second movie, I mean, star-studded cast, everyone all around does pretty dang good job in both of these films and in, in, my, uh, in my book, at least. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm kind of surprised your score is so low. I mean, I, I think the reason why I'm, it's just, you know, my personal taste. I, I like murder mysteries, but 
I like, uh, I don't know, like grittier, darker murder mysteries. Like, um, have you ever, have you ever heard of a movie called seven? I have not. No. Okay. It's a, it's a David Fincher movie. It's kind of like a, it's like a rated R, you know, murder mystery. That's the kind of stuff I like. Um, I knives out was another big murder mystery yeah. that I enjoyed. Um, I think I would put knives out as either like, like for me, I think knives out is where you like murder on the Orient express and, and these movies. See, and I would, I me. would put both of those films knives out and this film nine, nine out of 10, same See, exact level. I, love I had it. way more fun with knives out than murder okay. on the Orient express. I could easily okay. say that easily, okay. but, um, Hey, cool. We got made some great comparisons there. You, do you want to go ahead and give our scores for uh, Murder or not uh, for Death, Death on the Nile? Yeah, yeah, let's do absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, I thought with this film, it was another all-star cast, well acted. Um, unfortunately, it didn't quite get to the level of Murder on the Orient Express for me, um, primarily okay. because, like I said, this was a murder mystery where, well, if you look at a dartboard and you put all the suspects on, all of them could have done it. And it felt like, you know, the author just tossed a dart and, oh, we decided this is this is the person who's going to do it. This is their motive because everyone had motive in this film. I still think it was excellent. Yeah. I thought the cinematography was brilliant. Um, the set design was excellent. So I'm still going to give this one an eight out of 10, but not quite as great as uh, as Murder on the Orient Express. Got it. OK, cool. Um, I think one thing I want to run by you, RB, is did you think that this one was more predictable? Because I felt like from the beginning I had a good idea of what was going on there was a little bit of diversion here and there but by the end it turned out to be who I thought it was going to be would, would you agree or disagree with that I mean I'm going to disagree but that's okay. because how I how I uh watch films honestly okay. kind of films I, I feel like there was a consensus in the theater that I was in you know when we found out who our murderer was that there was kind of a groan like everyone expected it definitely yeah. But I go into these films not trying to be the detective. I just, I'm sort of along for the ride. So no, I mean, I'm not going to okay. say I predicted. Like I said, everyone had motive in the film, every one of our suspects. and They did a was, great job of diverting from, yeah. you know, like, oh, well, maybe it is, you know, just yeah. trying to like take you down I, that path I, of guessing. I'm not a big fan of when people watch films like this and they're like, oh, that's who did it, you know, like 20 minutes before the reveal. And I'm like, right. Right. I'm not trying to figure it out myself. I'm along for the ride. You know? Another good example of that, RB, I think something you and I both watched in theaters together, Hateful Eight. One of the mm -hmm. best parts of that movie was trying to figure out who was it, you know, yeah. like who's, yeah, who who's that fault? The coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And that was one of the best parts. And, you know, it was just like, it wasn't clear. And, you know, but that, these films that was another well. one like yeah. Murder on the Orient yeah. Express that had a big twist. To me, mm -hmm. the, there wasn't a big enough twist. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely not a big enough twist. Um, let me let me bring you one of my positives, and I want to get your take on it too. So well, one of the did, big... did you want to give your score first? You didn't oh, give your score for that. For right, didn't give my score. So um, I think I'm going to give this one a seven. So like just a half point below Murder on the Orient Express, but still good movie in my book. Definitely good movie. Um, and um, I think one of the strong points, one of the biggest positives in this movie for me was um, kind of a something I didn't see coming a couple times towards the end. And mainly the biggest point I didn't see towards the end was the death of Book. Yes. And that really caught me off guard. And then what was really kind of stirring and uh, surprised me was Kenneth Branagh, after he loses his friend, gives this really great montage at the end when he's talking to all the suspects and he locks him in that room. I mean, that was a great monologue right there, I thought. Yeah, and it was yeah, while holding the gun to them. 
Yeah, well, holding the gun, and he was fantastic there, and it felt even more impactful because he had just lost one of his close friends, and I thought that was really great. So this that was one of the strongest parts of the movie for me. Without Would you agree? Okay. Yes. Awesome. And any other big points you want to talk about? Uh, how about you know one of the biggest characters that's been marketed in the trailer is one of the main characters, at least the main character as far as I'm concerned, besides Kenneth Branagh, and um, Book is Gal Gadot's character. Um, rem remind me what her character's name is i think yeah, it's like Gal leslie or something like that yeah her, her character's name is uh lynette lynette ridgeway lynette. doyle yeah yeah so lynette ridgeway doyle um well let, let, I, I, let me let me hear what you think rb how did she do i mean she did well small okay. role um yes. definitely some you know we saw her so much on in the trailers probably to get us into the doors um, were you I expecting her to be the first murder I did not. No, okay. I, I Me neither at all. In fact, the way the, the, the film opened up, I thought she was going to be the murderer. I thought she was sort of going to be our, our villain um, in the way it was built in, in the trailer. So I did yeah. not. Of course, like I said, I'm sure people there are plenty of Agatha Christie fans out there that knew this is our, our you know, this is going to be uh, Lynette. She's the one who dies. But, you know, right. I, I didn't know that. So I, it caught me by surprise. I felt like she was a little bit underutilized, very similar though to uh, in Murder in the Orient Express. It was uh, Johnny Depp, a big name, you know, yep. big on killing and dies in the first 30 minutes of the, of the film. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me though, I, I feel like you, you tell me if you disagree or disagree. I feel like Gal Gadot's character got more screen time in this one than the first, uh, like you were saying, Johnny Depp in the than first Johnny one. Depp, yeah, absolutely. There were, but I mean, I think that could be one of my biggest flaws of this film is it took okay. it a minute to get going. Oh yeah. I, I felt the same way with Orient Murder on the Orient Express and I'm okay with that. I like slow movies. I like establishing characters, but you know, it, it seemed as though this one took even more time to introduce the characters yes. until we got to our murder and we were losing some people in the theater. Some people started yeah. dozing in the first hour of this film. Murder on the Orient Express, it did the same thing, but it feels it felt like the murder happened earlier in the film, like you alluded to. Yeah, exactly. Johnny Depp had one scene in Murder where he's discussing in the dining car with Poirot, uh, you know, that he wants him to protect him, why he thinks he's being trailed. This one, yes, there was a lot more exposition of who is Lynette, who is Jacqueline, mm -hmm. you know, who is the husband, uh, Simon Doyle. Simon. Yep. yep. And, and who are all these people with them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I noticed, and I don't know if it's a positive or a negative. Tell me if you like needed this to happen in the movie or not. But um, a couple of times I noticed they kind of like were basically just listing off everybody's like giving like a profile of everybody. Like they went down the line of every character a couple of times in the movie. Did you notice that how they kind of, yeah, I, I think that's the style, though. Is that yeah. not how they did it in, in Murder? I mean, the the that's my favorite part of these films, are the, right. the Poirot sort of uh, the the interrogation scenes. Okay, good. Yeah, are, are excellent. Yeah, and so, I, I love that, and I think they're masterfully done. They're they're scenes of great suspense, as far as I'm concerned, and the way the filmmaking is done and the direction by Kenneth Branagh, yeah. I think is excellent. Absolutely, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, the point I'm kind of making is, I think in this film they did it kind of like twofold. It felt like. I don't know. Maybe I'm definitely nitpicking here. Don't get me wrong, but um, you know, it felt like they had a uh, book 
was kind of going down the line and summarizing all these characters' backstories. And for back, lack of a better term, you know, he's, he's giving exposition about all these characters. And then again, they did it in each interview over and over. So it felt like they did it twofold for me. Just a weird well, nitpick yeah. for me I mean, as well. I, I understand what you're saying there, but I, I mean, I thought that was part of the film. It went yeah, from definitely. when Book's introducing everyone, it was more so, oh, this is how they are related to Lynette and, yeah. uh, and Simon. Yeah. And then in the second time around, it was a more sinister look on things. Oh, this right. is the grudge that they held that could be the motive. Right, right, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I appreciate it too. So I like that part. So um, what, what else can we talk about here? I mean, I think there were some other really, really excellent uh, performances. I'd like to, to shout out uh, Army Hammer. Yeah. As Simon Doyle, as well as uh, Emma Emma Mackey as uh, Jacqueline de Belfort. They I were fantastic. They, they I were thought. excellent. Um, as we said, spoilers. They end up being our our murderers. Yep. Um, from minute one, we we see Jackie and and Simon engaged, and then about ten minutes later, we see you know we do have a two month later time jump, and it, uh, it sounds like to me that you and I were in the same boat where I thought originally in that first scene when we're in like that music club, um, at first I thought it was uh, Lynette and um, Simon on in the cahoots together and, yeah. against Jackie. But it in the, all along, it turns out it's Jackie and Simon. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, but definitely from that first scene and from the trailers, like you said, RB, um, I thought that they were in cahoots together, Simon yeah. and Leanne. and. I guess that was a pretty good misdirect if you want to hand something as a positive in there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and you got to definitely do that with the, uh, you know, this kind of film, especially with a lot of people out there who are longtime readers of Agatha Christie and, and yeah. know how it goes so that it's not spoiled for those who haven't, like you or I, haven't read yeah. any of the novels. Uh, but like I said, I think Army Hammer and Emma Mackey give an excellent performance as yeah. well as... Um, Sophie Okanedo and uh, I'm trying to remember her her niece or adopted daughter. Uh, what was her name? Uh, Latita Wright. So Rosalie yeah. and Salome. Uh-huh. Uh, I think they give excellent performances in this film. Yeah, they're really great characters in this film as well. I, all around, I felt like there wasn't a bad performance. And uh, um, I, I do have one point in okay. this film that maybe I didn't understand necessarily okay. the... Besides just giving us more of a backstory on Poirot, the opening sequence of this film that takes place in Belgium in World War One, and then that's exactly what I was going to ask you Catherine. about. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, maybe it was over my head, um, but I, I get, I get it. At the, you know, we see him without the mustache, and then we see why he has the mustache because he has this horrible battle scar. And then yeah. the final scene of this film, he's there watching uh, Salome Otterborn uh, perform, and he doesn't have the mustache. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I understand the symbolism there of, uh, you know, that he's moving on, I guess, from his first love. And we find out how she dies as well, that she comes to visit him and her train gets, you know, hit by a, a artillery and she dies. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. I didn't feel, it felt wedged into this film. Like we're giving Poirot a, a romance. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's because, and I've, I've been reading the, Kenneth Branagh is saying maybe they're even going to do a whole Agatha Christie like cinematic universe uh, like they did in her novels where they bring wow. in multiple characters together, um, you know, different detectives that she wrote about. Uh, 
Wow. So maybe it's to set the groundwork for the future, but it just felt forced in this film. That was my one critique here. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you on that, RB. It was a really well-directed and kind of, I, I thought it was a cool looking, it almost felt like a war movie for a while. And the I was like, what's going on? Yes. Yeah. And I thought, I didn't know if I was in the right movie, but <laughs> I thought it was great though. Um, and like you said, perhaps a bit unnecessary, but um, I, I don't know. It was, it was interesting to see the CGI young Kenneth Branagh was, yeah. did you notice yeah. that? And I think the, the black and white in that opening scene kind of helped it out a little bit because it did look pretty great. Well, it was, yeah, it was an excellent, excellent scene. I, I yeah. really enjoyed the the cinematography, the the direction, the movement. You know, I thought it was excellent. Dude, this is this is the guy that that made Hamlet. You know, he made right, of course all the Henry V. He made all these yep. great movies. The the cinematography is, of course, you know, one of the highlights here, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that was crazy seeing his young face because it reminded me of how he looked in Hamlet a lot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so, anyways. Um, so final score for me, seven. So just like a half point below uh, Murder on the Orient Express for URB. What was the yeah, score? For, for eight out of 10. So one point lower than Murder on the Orient Express, which I gave a nine out of 10. But still two, two great movies. And yep. I really do hope it hasn't been announced if they're going to make another one yet. But like I said, there have been interviews with Kenneth Branagh that, you know, he, he is definitely exploring the idea of continuing making not just Hercule Poirot uh, stories written by Agatha Christie, but the whole universe of Mrs. Marple, I believe, is the other big one that Agatha Christie wrote and bringing all these stories together and putting them uh, on the big screen. And I'm all for it. Yeah, that'd be that'd be great. I, I So it sounds like you're down for a third film, at least. With, without a doubt. And okay. there are, I, looking at publication history, I believe there's like 30 different novels, short right. stories and plays that Agatha Christie wrote that deal with Hercule Poirot. There are some that go back into his past life as a police officer when he returns from the military. There are some when he's a young private investigator. And then of course there are so many like this where he is a famed detective. Wow. Yeah. That'd be, I'd be down to see, you know, maybe some of them go back in time more, yep. maybe one that takes place right after this. That'd be great. Like I'm here for another one for sure. This was good enough of a film to deserve a sequel. Just like we were saying about last week's quick promo for last week's episode, Uncharted. Yeah. also deserving of a sequel. So, you know, a lot of movies are coming out right now that I feel like we're given the green light on sequels, RB. Without a doubt, without a doubt, which is, a, I mean, it's a good thing. I mean, sequels aren't necessarily, you know, not every sequel is going to be The Godfather Part Two, right. for lack of a better term, but the way films are made more as, you know, blockbuster entertainment films, not every film is a, a work of art. So we're, we're all for it, for the entertaining, you know, we made one good film, why not make it into another? sequels and so far so good you know exactly and next week we're going to be touching on this more with our review of the batman of course the another start to hopefully what will be another trilogy kind of like the dark knight trilogy um of course we're going to be discussing all of our thoughts and opinions on it next week and of course we'll be talking about whether or not we think it deserves a sequel or not given it our score and everything so this uh Definitely my most anticipated movie of the year. Um, so I'm really excited to see it, RB. Want anything else to say to leave us on? Yeah, no, that's that's about it. So go out, uh, fans of Top of the List, go watch The Batman. We'll be bringing you our review with spoilers. And be sure to let us know not only what you thought on, uh, you know, think on The Batman, but any other films that you'd like us to watch or any of our reviews that you enjoyed, uh, you know, let us know 
what you thought of those films are now on it's Spotify, correct? That you can comment on now. Leave um, reviews. Yeah. You can leave reviews. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so you can find us on Spotify, Apple podcasts or Google podcasts. Uh, leave us reviews. Definitely give us a five star. If you like what you're hearing, let us know what you want to hear from us as well, guys. So thanks for tuning in to another episode of top of the list. Later guys.